welcome adventurers. This is MuseCast 14, your podcast for everything roleplay in the world of Eorzea. I'm your co-host, Demi. And I'm your co-host, Remix Sakura. And today we are talking about what is pretty much definitively the largest RP hub in Final Fantasy XIV, and that is the Balmung server. Some people love it, some people hate it, and so today we're going to be talking about some of the pros of being on the Balmung server, and also some of the problems that come along with it. Today we have with us a few of those problems. <laughs> if you would introduce yourself. I'm uh, Seferoth, Safe is Seferoth, but let's go with Seferoth, it's less of a mouthful. And I am Brohamet. We are from the Crucible, also known as the Balmung Problem. <laughs> <laughs> we are Eorzea's most reputable news source since the Second Astral Era. You can find us at thecrucibleffxiv.tumblr.com. And I'm Kyria Highwind of Balmung, an active raider, gender theorist, an art historian, and someone who likes to look at virtual cultures such as Balmung's and see how people in those spaces find themselves within them. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really great to have your input because the two of us are not Balmung natives. We're more like part-timers. <laughs> of course, we wanted to visit that server, have a presence there since it's such an RP hub, and I was very curious. Uh, yeah, it's... It'll be interesting to uh, really hear about Balmung from the perspective of people that haven't played sure. like nothing but Balmung like I have. Yeah. As we were saying, not only is Balmung the RP hub, unofficial RP server, it's actually the most populated server in the entire game. Definitely. According to the unofficial census posted on Reddit, it is 33% larger than the next largest server, Gilgamesh, which is Emmy in my home. And it's double the size of the third largest North America server, Excalibur. So that's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And it has yes, a it lot is. of different people on it too, that's for sure. Definitely. Though overall, Balmung, I think, is... It's the RP server. It's known far and wide as the unofficial role-playing server. And it's been that way for quite some time, actually. Yeah. Kyria informed us of some of the storied history about how Balmung got to be the way it is. So why don't you enlighten everybody? Sure thing. So um, when Balmung first started out, we can trace it back to 1.0. Um, Balmung became a server following the merge of two servers from 1.0, um, and Besaid was one of them. Besaid was essentially the Balmung of its day back in 1.0. And Balmung had been changed from Besaid into Balmung and basically was named the new unofficial role-playing server. Um, <laughs> so there was actually a lot of people who played on Besaid, created RP connections on Besaid, and in the 1.0 universe that brought their own histories and their own characters to Balmung once the legacy server thing became a thing at 2.0 launch. And that's one of the reasons why Balmung is still to this day one of the biggest servers. Because if you look back at the server history through the forums and Reddit, you'll actually find that almost everyone from Besaid still plays on Balmung. The entire server was from the jump the RP place to be. And um, it's only grown since then, that's for sure. Were you a legacy player? No, I wasn't actually. Yeah, I started in Heavensward myself, but I am one of those people that grew attached to Balmung as a concept and realized that that was, frankly, where the people were. So I transferred from Genova just a few days after my character was created there to Balmung and was absolutely wowed by the large population and the public RP. Yeah, I mean, word of mouth kind of spread over time. Exactly. It was known as the the roleplay server and people just said, hey, come to Balmung if you want to roleplay. And... They did. Right. And this was a particular agenda, like pushed by Reddit, uh, pushed by the forums. And while we can definitely get into the dichotomy between Gilgamesh and Balmung, there was especially this push to bring people to Balmung as a final point of um, community building that, you know, brought a lot of our peers, especially from Gilgamesh to Balmung later in life. Interesting. It's not the first time that I've heard from one of you that Gilgamesh is considered the secondary RP server, because when I RP on Gilgamesh, it's so... The community is so small compared to Balmung. I mean, I want to be active in it and, and maybe just help bolster it, but just there just seems like there's no comparison. Right. 
And it's funny because that Gilgamesh decline, um, actually, if we look at the forums, the RPC forums specifically, we can see that the decline of Gilgamesh has been posted about since 2014, actually, um, like patch wow. 2.3, 2.4. People have been touting for years about, oh, no, the Gilgamesh RP scene is dying. And <laughs> to a lot of interesting uh, discourse about that particular phenomenon, the identity of Gilgamesh, um, Gilgamesh players, some of them said, yeah, well, you know, we sort of always seen it coming. This was a problem with designating one server to be the official RP server and then having like a side check, if you will. <laughs> but also, there are a lot of people saying, listen, and I actually quote um, from a particular forum post, um, a player from back in 2014 who says, if you want to say Gilgamesh is on the decline and try to point fingers, point away, just get the target and direction right. Basically implying that, hey, there are people on Gilgamesh that are doing the thing, but Balmung being posited as this particular place to RP actually hurt Gilgamesh in the long run. Um, and that, you know, the phenomenon of Gilgamesh being so dead is kind of because Balmung being designated that kind of had an existing understanding or identity as an RP server from the start, bringing everyone over, and then they designated all the others, all the other RPers, to this little server as it once was. And um, that's really unfortunate, actually, I would say, especially as a Balmung native who recognizes that there are problems with our population and its size, for sure. I've kind of witnessed that firsthand with People on smaller servers being like, oh, I don't have as active of an RP scene as I would like to have on the server. Mm -hmm. So where should I go? And of course, everybody says, oh, go to Balmung. Yes. It sort of feeds itself where people go to other servers to try and start up communities. And then they find that it's not what they expected and then get redirected back over to Balmung. So it just keeps on feeding and feeding and feeding. Exactly. It's definitely, it's definitely a snowball effect. I actually saw the effects of that firsthand because I've not always been on Balmung. Mm -hmm. um, for all intents and purposes, I started on Adamantoys. And I had I started a free company on Adamantoys, and we, for a time, were like the third largest on the server. But when we first started the free company, it was me and a bunch of other friends from Tumblr who used right. to RP via Tumblr together. And we're like, hey, there's a new... Final Fantasy MMO coming out, let's all play this game together. And we tried to kind of recreate that feeling and RP a bit on Adamantoys, but it was actually kind of a hostile environment towards our peers because people were just like, what, dude, what, what are you doing? And over time, all the friends that I started the game with eventually transferred to Balmung, and I feel like I was the last holdout to eventually just cave in and go myself. Not that I regret moving. I've had such a great experience with this game since I moved. But it was still a tough time watching all my friends kind of jump ship because, you know, this server that we started on was not viable to RP on. Right. And I've noticed that too. And the snowball effect is actually really interesting to track because it really is ingrained in the different social circles surrounding RP culture. I mean, as I just mentioned, there are so many forum posts that basically jump to the conclusion, is Gilgamesh dying? <laughs> oh my god, is it on the decline? <laughs> like, what should we do? And uh, there was actually a really funny post that um, mentioned that the, uh, the Black Sales FC... Um, which is still active on Gilgamesh, as far as I'm aware. Someone said, you know, Black Sails literally jumped ship. And they were like, yeah, cute pun, but like, <laughs> that's not exactly what happened, hun. And, um, and so you get this sort of the jump to conclusions and then the jump to the server sort of feeding in on itself through the repetition of that, um, that sort of assumed community of Tumblr people saying, oh, yeah, 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 your, your server sucks. Like, you know, Adam Antoy's totally not viable. Like, come to Balmung. You know, you can eliminate the problem with $18 in a dream. Like, it's, it'll be fine. Um, and so it's this regurgitation um, and repetition of social circles that can be sort of chased back to that original designation of let's make this place a thing. And then everyone, much like a big city in the United States, for example, everyone thinks that you need to go to Broadway to make it big. 
and thus you get a whole bunch of, you know, starving actors and actresses shuttling their asses over to Broadway and then finding themselves stuck in the quicksand, you know, and maybe they would have joined the Black Sails, perhaps, but they're up at the creek without a paddle. Hmm. They're stuck in the quicksand, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. It's a terrifying place to be stuck. <laughs> oh, isn't it? We'll get to that in the cons. Speaking of which, though, I mean, Balmong definitely has its own sense of culture, and it's it's very largely roleplay-based. If you want to do a lot of in-game roleplay, you're not going to encounter a loss for any sort of roleplay events going on on sure. the server. I mean, you have a service like the uh, Balmung RP calendar, which you can get, it, like, that's so intense that you can get bots on Discord channels that will just tell you, hey, what are the next five RP events scheduled on Balmung? Like Balmung? today. And you can't, like, yeah. like today. Like, right. the next five in the next, like, six hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's insane. It's I'm actually scouring the Party Finder right now just to see how many RP events are being advertised right now on Balmung as we're recording. So I'll get back to you guys with that. <laughs> yeah, and like like any day of the week, any day of the week, uh, and, and even more so on weekends. Like you have uh, Grindstone, Runestone, and the uh, Limps of Fight Club. Like all of those are on Friday and Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are big events. And let's not hesitate to talk about brothels and you know people who. Uh, are yeah, like, that let, let's, let's hesitate to talk about brothels, <laughs> but. But it is oh, important man. to say that, you know, <laughs> these sorts of spaces do provide particular outlets, not just like sexual RP or whatever, but specifically like, hey, on Fridays, we do this. And, you know, that sort of construction of, you know, particular spaces, real world spaces that can be replicated in the RP realm is not really like that while important on other servers because some people do that it's so ingrained in our Balmung culture that if you see your neighbor hosting a basement bar you don't even question it you're just like yeah they're just our peers you know maybe they do some of like the weird stuff maybe they're shady whoever it's still like this thing where you don't even you turn a complete blind eye to any of that activity which i find really interesting and further fulfills Balmung's identity as being just you know, that big city, all of the RPs congregate here. We don't even care about the weird gay bar down the street that, you know, <laughs> may not exist on Cactuar or Fairy or Adamantois or Midgard, you know? Yeah. I was going to talk about the taverns, not the brothels, but hey, you know, bars, <laughs> they're basically places that run full time, not just do events, but you can also just go in there anytime you want, anytime you want to log on an RP, and you'll probably find a few people there just like your real-life neighborhood bar. Right. I know of a place on Balmung in the mist. It's called, I think, the Knife and Lantern. It's a Tonberry theme mm-hmm. you know, bed and breakfast. And right on the placard in front of the house, it says, um, open to all RP, even if we're not home. So people are literally opening up their homes for other people. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's all kind of public spaces like that. Like, I would not be surprised if you told me there were ten times as many uh, player run taverns as there are in game. <laughs> like, just right. as far as like you have the Copper and Coffin, you have uh, the Hard Place in Isleshire, you have Seventh Heaven in Mordona, you have the place out by Horizon. And what's interesting about these particular spaces is that you know we utilize both of them. You know, it's. It's very interesting, and I'll use a sort of anecdote to talk about this phenomenon. Um, I had a friend who transferred in Altover um, way back in the day, and I took her around Limsa, you know, showed her the sites. Wow, you actually have people in, like, Hyperion, which is just fucking <laughs> dead. Um, you know, and I showed her around, and I did bring her eventually to the quicksand. And she didn't even look at the ERPers. She didn't look at the catboys. She didn't look at any scantily clad women. She didn't look at any of that. She sat there and went, oh my god, you actually use it as a bar. (laughs) And that's when I realized, that's when I realized that it's not necessarily just about, you know, what we do, but also the ways that we construct 
these spaces that we do it in. And it's no surprise that we create our own, you know, we transform our FC houses into gay bars or we transform our FC houses into public taverns that people can come in and out of at any time. But we also use the space around us constantly to transform our own gameplay experience. And that's something that you don't see on other servers. Well, like the feel you get on Balmung is that it's something akin to an actual living, breathing world, much more so than the game would be without the people in it. Exactly. And that's really, in, in my opinion, I don't really like MMOs just as a rule. Um, but Final Fantasy XIV, especially with Balmung, does something really different than I've seen. I know there's RP servers on other games, but I don't play those games uh, because it doesn't say Final <laughs> Fantasy in the box. Um, but like like that's really something i didn't expect at all going in is like you have this real sense of like it's the kind of thing where like if you have another game another like open world style game or something you have npcs walking around sure and they have like little lines of dialogue but they're programmed in and they're repetitive and they're always going to stay within the lines of what's going on but like with balmung you have the equivalent to npcs as far as your experience is concerned just doing crazy bullshit all the time like you go to you go to limsa and you have the row wearing the uh snowman hat and completely shirtless doing the sundrop dance 12 <laughs> hours a day he is wearing the pvp stuff he's wearing the moogle head doing right, the, the sundrop dance yes and funny enough, I actually checked his search info one day. He has a Patreon. He has a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, actually, I would consider him a friend of mine, and I know quite a bit about him, you know, in all realms. And I will say that he, um, I would just like to validate real quick that um, what I find so interesting about Balmung is that people do this without any sort of, um, I guess, they don't really do it for anyone but themselves. And I've actually talked specifically to Oliver Nexus, the, the person that you're mentioning, about his right. experience dancing in Limsa. He has received so much hate for it. He has received death threats. Um, you know, I've seen like a screen cap or two, very, very questionable tells constantly. People just like can't imagine that there would be someone who would just find so much joy in doing something like that. And what's so funny about that entire thing is that people still do it anyway. On Balmung, there are so many people that we can get lost in, but there are also so many times where you can do something and relish in it that even though you get that backlash, you're still, you know, creating part of this Balmung identity and culture in spite of it. And I think that's really powerful and something that doesn't happen as much on other servers. Well, I mean, you get the same kind of effects like with uh, like tablecloth is another great example of that. Perfect example. Ah, tablecloth. Yeah. And like, I, I don't know that this is the case, but like, I'm of the assumption we see in the previews that they're adding a uh, slash dead emote. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet you anything that tablecloth is somehow like the fact tablecloth exists probably contributes to that decision being made because it's like, oh, wow, people actually want to be dead in the field. <laughs> okay, fine. Right. And here's the thing, if I can sort of butt in with this. The thing about having so many role players there that makes it so different from another server like Gilgamesh is that every single character has its own individual story. And there's a disconnect between the character themselves and the person behind the character. So you have all of these different characters. They're all going through their adventures in Eorzea. But it's sort of a... It's sort of like a collaborative story or a collaborative theater, you could even say. Yeah, it's similar to that. And so I think that's what what makes Baomong so different. And it's so much harder to make those sort of stories anywhere else. Right. And it, yeah. like we have sort of established, it establishes an extremely immersive environment for everyone involved, even if you don't RP. Yeah. Well, and then like, like the mentality you get with it and like the feel of it on Balmung is so similar to, uh, like I, I'd, I'd say it's different from anything like forum RP or like, uh, RP on like a Tumblr blog or something. It's a lot more, it feels to me, especially when you're working with like a free company or something, it feels a lot more like a tabletop game. Like if you're talking like Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or something, like it's that same kind of feel of, uh, this is like, I'm with this guy, I'm with that girl, and we're, we're partying together, we're doing stuff together, and this is a collaborative narrative we're telling together. It's that same kind of mentality. 
I totally thought you were going to say tablecloth game. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you are not from Balmung and you are not familiar with tablecloth, tablecloth is somebody who pretty much all day every day lays around dead on a table in the quicksand, doesn't really respond to any role players. I mean, unless you send them a tell. But they've just become known for being around in the quicksand every single day. Right. There's tablecloth. They are role-playing a tablecloth. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are a Lalafell named tablecloth. And there was an incident with a GM, actually, I believe, um, that was sort of documented on Reddit, if I'm not wrong about this, um, where, uh, you know, someone, I believe, reported them for uh, some sort of harassment or some sort of, you know, breaking the immersion, if you will, which uh, <laughs> boggles my fucking mind, to put it very... How does that violate the terms of service? My immersion! My immersion. We were talking about immersion last episode. If you want to yeah. know about that, check out last episode. Yeah. yeah well, I don't... if you want to talk about, like, like the quicksand is weird with that. Like, I remember, uh, I remember, what was it, like a year and a half ago, uh, Gucci Gucci, who was yeah. uh, kind of famous... Uh, you did uh, the Young Money videos back in the day, right? Um, before the troubles, they uh, were going through the quicksand for like a quest or some shit, and saw a friend, and they just said hi and say, and someone like tried to bite their head off, like you can't. The quicksand's for our peers only. You can't talk out of character here. And it was right. like this huge deal where people were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. It really is important to note that on Balmung, the quicksand is its own subculture. Like, yes. yes, there are people that skirt the edge of it, but that, like, the people that are really there, like, all the time, it's weird how different it is in mentality and, like, this weird culture that it's I... It's the seedy underbelly of Balmung. It's the place we don't like to go. If I if I can challenge that and complicate that point a little bit, um, I do want to say that it's a very important space in its own right, not just because of the people that are involved, you know, having them be important or whatever. It's important because, much like my friend walking in from Hyperion into the quicksand, it shows a few things about Balmung in general. It shows, first of all, that we have such a dedication to caring about creating this culture of immersion and socialization that people don't even, with some exceptions of, you know, blowing up at people for saying stuff in stage chat or whatever, we don't necessarily, we welcome, I should say, we welcome the holy spam, you know, celestial opposition, collective unconscious, whatever, um, you know, these moves, dark side, oh my god. Oh my god, I don't know if any of y'all remember after Heavensward launch, everyone spamming dark like Dark Knight moves constantly in the quicksand. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. do I remember that. And and the thing is that that is part that becomes part and parcel of going to the bar. That becomes a piece of culture in and of itself that defines the quicksand in relation to the rest of Balmung. And what's cool about the quicksand is that while you have this sort of seedy underbelly, everyone, pretty much everyone who considers themselves a socialite on Balmung, or should I say a Balmungite even, goes to the quicksand at some point. And they go to the quicksand with the full recognition of either people watching, you know, people RPing, um, and just perhaps spamming some holies. I know that I have gone to the quicksand for RP, but I've gone to the quicksand to meet friends more than I have to RP. And I think that collective, you know, the astrologian joke is not lost on me. The collective coming together in this space transforms Balmung to become like this megalith of RP identity and social identity as well. And so I don't want to discount that, yes, Quicksand does have a CD reputation, it does have a lot of ERP, and it does have a lot of interesting representation of many different types of people, but that's the great thing. Many different types of people go there and partake in it no matter what, and that's something that you can see in historical bars, you can see in historical like watering holes, and etc. And I think it's it's a very Stonewall-esque feel to it, where yeah, you know, we know it's kind of a trashy place, and we know it's kind of, you know, this and that, but we still go there anyway. It's Friday night, why not? Uh, okay. Um Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try to deny anything you said is true. 
I'm not by any means <laughs> trying to, you know, deny the fact that, yeah, there is some weird stuff that goes on there. But I think reinventing how we see the quicksand in relation to Balmung is very important as our peers and as people on the server in general. And I also want to say to anyone who's thinking of transferring to Balmung, come to the quicksand at least once. You know, you'll find someone there who's your type. And I don't just mean that in the ways that you think I do. <laughs> um, all like I'm saying is I am uh, 0 for 5 on quicksand experiences being a positive thing <laughs> I'm um, so sorry <laughs> so I, I do have a question that's tangentially related to this this concept uh, I have not gotten to end game on any server other than Balmung uh, unlike Gilgamesh for instance do you have people that just go idle in Idleshire or Mardona back before Heaven's Word that just sit on like the best coolest mount they have and wear the most expensive gear they have and just go AFK? Oh, definitely. oh yes. Okay. There are people yeah. who stand around on I don't know the name of the mount, but it's the one where you get every single bird and you get this mount. The Kieran there are bird. people who just it's... stand around on the ledge in Idleshire. Um actually Idleshire. Yeah. Was the official pronunciation, yeah. so maybe I should start but, saying but that. But there are people about, who stand I mean, around in Idleshire. Remember, it's Idleshire. There's a reason you AFK. I mean, they there. are idling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the official pronunciation is they also So, no. Yeah. They, their official pronunciations are, are wrong. It's Halloween. Yeah. It's, it's fucking Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween, you fucks. Uh. Uh, there is another thing that, like, I, I just remembered that Balmung has happened every once in a while, and I don't know if other servers would have this, where people will just randomly go, even with out-of-character stuff, even with non-RP-related things, people just go, hey, you know what? Let's do something really dumb. And so you have stuff <laughs> like, uh, you'll you'll be hanging out in Idleshire, which is how I'm going to continue to pronounce it for the end of days, and they can they can claw my pronunciation from my cold, dead fingers. I'm with you, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Pronounce it as you want. <laughs> uh... I sorry, I didn't mean to be rude about that. But they uh, have stuff like people will just spontaneously go, okay, you know what? Let's just have a huge parade where we go from, where we just get every single fat chocobo we possibly can. And we go from Mordona all the way to Old Da Mm -hmm. by way of uh, Kurthus Western Highlands. And like that just happens. Um, You have stuff like uh, early on in 3.0. You had people make a a fat chocobo tower in fa- in uh, Falcon's Nest. Just, just eh, why not? Um, right. So like that kind of thing just happens. Yeah, I know that's a Gilgamesh thing, definitely. So it may be a big server thing. So maybe people that are on smaller servers have no idea what we're talking about. They but, probably don't yeah. have the resources to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you need a lot of people <laughs> with fat chocobo mounts to do that kind of stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me of there was a wedding between two NPC role players. I think it was Eden Poplamo. And <sighs> oh, before, God, I know this the people. wedding, um, there was just a parade that went all around Eorzea. And it started with just their group of friends. But then people saw the parade and, like, hey, I'm going to join in on this because this is fun. And I was one of those people. And I followed them from more donuts, like, through two zones before I got bored and left, but it was still just a fun spur of the moment type thing. And I think um, we can bring this up definitely later if we if we ever talk about fostering our P community on other servers. But I think it's important to note that um, you know it's not necessarily just the largeness, you know, <laughs> the bigness, should we say, of the RP servers and Gilgamesh and Balmung specifically being the biggest. Um, but I think it's also, you know, just a matter of like how we have over time constructed, you know, a particular identity and have done these things so many times that it's only natural for us to join in on those things. I mean, I could give so many examples of like random, you know, fate trains that weren't even fate trains. We don't, we weren't leveling. We just wanted to hang around Western Thanalon or whatever it is. I don't level. Okay. But I think that. You know, throughout this talk of, you know, the stuff that we've done and celebrating it, it's also important to note to smaller servers, especially those listening in, that it's totally possible to replicate these things. It just requires replication. You know, we have set up ourselves to go to the quicksand and see holy spam and we just do it. Um, and it's like that sort of fun environment 
where Balmung always being a party fulfills its own self, because we're always making these party finders, we're always making these null jokes, we're always making these little quips and jokes and memes and all this, because of how many times you've already done it. And just putting that out there as a possibility that it's totally doable, we're just we just have such an easier time with it because of all the times that we've done it is another important thing, a layer on top of it. I, I did not expect that you would uh, bring that running gag up. But you I know what's we funny? What's funny, though, is that it's still <laughs> fresh in my mind because when I came to Balmung, that was one of my first times ever that I experienced what I'm, you know, sort of homogenizing as Balmung culture. And I said to an old, 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 old FC member at the time, like, what the hell? Like, this is so funny. And he's like, yeah, and this is just how we do it. And, you know, as I went on Reddit, you know, asked some friends on other servers, you know, they were like, LOL, that's so funny. I'm like, what do you mean? Do you not do that? Of course we don't. Why? We just, we just kill the fucking thing and get out of there. It's fucking like Coerthus. <laughs> Who wants to stay there? And I'm like, okay, but, but that's wild. And so it's just a cultural shift that comes from, you know, making these jokes. And I, you know, I do not think that it's not possible to make these sorts of changes. Actually, to get slightly serious, one thing that pops into my mind is that I know that Gilgamesh started the tradition of having in-game mourning for human players that have passed. And I was totally glad and, and sad, but also proud to see how that happened on Gilgamesh. And I was like, say what you want about Gilgamesh, but like, I think at the end of the day, we're good people. And then see that repeated when there have been not only the passing of players, but real world tragedies. People have had vigils and the wind up sun became like the thing you bring to the vigil and like raise awareness of these things. Like, yeah, we're, we're people that live in the world too. And that was amazing to see. And Again, that's something that came up by repetition. Now it becomes a thing that we do. Exactly. And I think what's interesting is that, and the reason I comment on these, you know, um, in the ways that I do, and I'm so long-winded and analytical, is because at the end of the day, it is just video games, right? We're just playing a freaking video game. We level, we fake grind, you know, we do the dungeon, we do the expert, we crit the boot. And, like, we do these things every single day because we want to have fun. But that also means that the culture itself is very malleable because it's opt-in. You know, unlike other cultural constructs and the ways that we move through the real world, everything gets so scary because there's politics and there's social ramifications and stuff. In games, it actually benefits from the fact that it's an artificial experience, that it's this place where we just go to escape. Because then when you remind yourself that, hey, we're people too, let's bring up the wind-up sons. Let's get them out. Let's say, hey, acknowledgement of other people's humanity. And that these sorts of changes and repetitions, they happen so infrequently in real world and in real life interaction that it's it makes it almost hard to fathom that it could happen in a space where people are coming willingly to play video games. But it works in the opposite direction. It's easier because people get in on it. It's so much easier to repeat and, you know, involve yourself like that. And I will say, I've seen the wind-up suns on other servers now, too. I saw it on Fairy one time as well. Um, I don't remember what tragedy it was, but it was a real-world one, and I wouldn't have known of its existence had I not been making an alt that night, going to the amphitheater in Gridania and just seeing wind-up suns everywhere. It was glorious. And I just realized, wow, like, look at us. Look at what we do to recognize each other. And that was so important as a player and as someone who cares deeply about what people do in the spaces that they occupy. That might have been the Paris attacks. It was, yes. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Um, so to maybe maybe to reel it back a bit to like great things about Balmung, since that's <laughs> theoretically yeah, fuck all the other servers. That, he cares about fairy. We're here to talk about us. Yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. You didn't you didn't invite us on because you wanted to hear us talk about fairy. Yeah, uh, fuck, fuck. We're fairy. talking about that. We got another episode for fairy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know what? We're probably not going to be on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any experience with fairy to be honest. So, um, but like to run around and talk about uh, 
more of the pros of Balmung, like as far as Balmung versus other servers. Uh, one, of, one of my personal favorite parts of Balmung is uh, you have the phenomenon of like walk-up RP, where people just kind of stand around places, whatever, they throw the RP tag up. And it used to be before that was a thing, you just made your search info to co correlate with that. Um, and Some can, people would say that, you know, if I have so-and-so minion out, that means I'm in character. Yeah, yes. that kind or, of thing. Or looking to meld materia equals in character. Yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. And like, uh, Brohaman and I have capitalized on that ever since we've uh, <laughs> been working on the Crucible with two of the characters we have behind that, where uh, we, we have a tradition that whenever we feel like it, uh, we, we go out and hit up typically Ulda, because that's where most of those people are. We just go out and hit up Ulda and ask if people, like ask and tell if people want to interact with these two ridiculous characters and then bother them with completely absurd questions that you really wouldn't ask a stranger on the street. Um, <laughs> like, Super uh, invasive things. Well, that's what, you know, reputable tabloids do, right? Oh, that's exactly what the type oh, yeah. of people that run uh, most the most reputable news source in Eorzea would do. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, market, mm -hmm. re market <laughs> research. Like, uh, why is it my boyfriend hasn't figured out that I want him to bang me yet? And how do I convince him to do that? Uh, these, are, these are the most newsworthy questions that get asked. One of our best ones was actually, um, what do you do when you feel an emotion and how do you get rid of it? Yeah, <laughs> asking that to strangers on the street. I felt an emotion. What am I supposed to do about that? And people I are like, "Oh, well, you know, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know, you should really enjoy it and get in on it." It's like, no, that's dumb. No, Let's go that. ask someone else. Yeah, no. And if I could comment on the walk up culture too, it's really interesting how. Um, also, to add a historical perspective. It's interesting how the idea of walk-ups has been redefined throughout the last few years of RP history on different servers. What I find, and I'm only going off of what I call the primary sources, that is forum posts and such, because I did not play uh, at this time, but I also can't vouch for the experiences of current events and current uh, culture on Gilgamesh and Balmung as much. But um, I've noticed a lot of forum posts saying essentially... You know what? If you want to go to Balmong, that's great, but it's very clicky there. And as my modern self, I'm like, yeah, that's true. They say, you know what? If you want public RP, go to Gilgamesh. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That doesn't no. make any sense. No. no. And that's fantastic <laughs> to me because it shows that there was actually an interesting shift in mindset for the people that were shifting servers. When Balmung was becoming its own thing and Gilgamesh was also becoming its own thing, we could see that Balmung had this reputation of having the full housing plots. No one went outside of their goblet houses. Everyone RP'd with each other. And if you weren't in a link shell, you know, that's just like, that's shit out of luck. People would ask on forums, where's the Balmung RP? I went to the quicksand and I saw no one. And then someone would reply, well, on Gilgamesh, if you come to the drowning wench at any hour, you'll see tons. And then as things started to decline a bit, some big FCs died a little bit on Gilgamesh, and people started transferring more in droves to Balmung, we saw a greater approach to public RP. And I can only really hypothesize that a lot of the walk-up culture on Balmung came from not only this recognition that clicks equal bad, although, believe me, they still exist. I think we can all vouch for that. All, you know, the Balmung people here. But it's also important to remember that people change the ways that they RP constantly, and people change the ways that they define their own RP spaces constantly. And what that means for us as RPs and such is that all you need to do, really, is just do it differently and see what happens, see where you can create the ripples in the stream. And um, I have to say, reading forum posts that said, oh, public RP doesn't exist on Balmain, come to Kill Mesh instead. It was like, um, okay... Wow, what the fuck were y'all smoking in patch 2.3? Because clearly, this is not something that I'm accustomed to. Balmung, home of RP forever, quicksand all day. Apparently, the drowning wrench was a thing back then on Gilgamesh. Interesting to note. Mm. Yeah, looking on, on Balmung now, as a more recent joiner to the server, I look at it and I think, 
what version of Baumlong were you on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I think we should hand the floor to uh, Sephiroth because I think he's the only one that would have experience being on Baumlong in 2.3. Uh, I was actually on Balmung back in, uh, I joined uh, just after the first Moonfire Fair event uh, when when 2.0 had launched. Uh, I believe that that was shortly before 2.1. I don't totally have the timeline of the 2.x patches straight in my head because I didn't actually reach Endgame in uh, 2.x <laughs> until a month before Heavensward. Um, because I had zero interest in, again, I don't like MMOs, so I had no interest in, hey, you should do uh, Binding Coil of Bahamut. Everyone's having a miserable experience and they do nothing but complain about it. You'll love it. Like, <laughs> mm, how about I just RP? How about how about I just do that? Um, like the only endgame content, the only endgame content I actually did for ages, ages, was uh, the Crystal Tower series because, and, and this is entirely true, the only reason I did it is because of the Amon hat. Um, and as soon as I got it, I stopped. As soon as I got that hat, I'm like, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need this anymore. And you know what? Like a month ago, I finally got them on top and I am so close to actually for real being done. I just need the pants and I'll, and I can just, I can just end it. I can just never go back to Crystal Tower and I'll, it, it'll be great. Um, but yeah, like back then, I can tell you that, uh, I had a tendency to stay away. <laughs> from other <laughs> rp events because th every single time until quite recently like the past six months every single time pretty much that i would go try to rp with people outside of my free company and like the handful of people that associated with our free company it was a horrific experience that uh was just nightmarish um and so i can't say for sure if that's what Balmung was, or if I just got terribly unlucky. But like, like, like I said earlier, I am zero for five with the quicksand, um, not being miserable, horrific, like what the fuck is going on experiences. Um, but like, and, and like another thing I want to point out is you say a lot about how like Balmung's really clickish, but like, I I don't know what you're used to when it comes to like clicks inside subcultures but like Balmung's clicks are way more open to crossover and like blending than anything i've ever seen before because like you have like just just me uh i'm in with the uh hunting community like the people that just do like i hate ex roulette i hate doing dungeons i'm just gonna do hunts to get my lore every single week or what's it philosophy now i Scripture. scripture. Yeah. I can, two point I can never remember scripture because it's just there's so many of them. But like like I'm just gonna do hunts to get my scripture. And like people that are just really welcoming. Like as soon as you show up at a hunt, it's like, hey, can I does anyone have a hunt link? Shall you get four invites? Um and like there's RP groups around hunting that I am a little bit involved with. And then I'm involved with uh two different free companies. Uh well, technically three, but one of them isn't doesn't really count as being its own thing because it's like six people and really heavily tied with the other one but like i'm in two different free companies to a pretty decent extent and like i go to public events fairly frequently like i hang out with the uh Psyka people uh they they run a dome and restaurant open every wednesday uh i've been to the grindstone and the runestone and uh events like that and Everywhere I go, every time I go somewhere, people are really welcoming and open to everything, as long as it's not quicksand. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't understand what it is about the quicksand, man. Like you go into the quicksand, it's like it's straight up like going into the Moss Eisley Cantina, except <laughs> at least in the Moss Eisley Cantina, you had like Obi Wan and Luke that weren't shitty in there, and like no, man, no, the the nicest people in the quicksand are all NPCs that are not player characters. Um, Momodi's great. Go talk to Momodi. You'll have a great time in the quicksand for <laughs> the two lines of dialogue she has. Um, and you know what, what I, what I really noticed that really killed, that really just blew my mind is my actual introduction to quicksand RP was my uh, third character that I made. Uh, this was back before you had to pay to get on Balmung. Those were the days. Uh, my oh, third wow. character I made, I started in Ulda as a pugilist, and I was playing with my friend who had got the game to play with me. And so we're two pugilists starting out in Ulda, and it's like, wow, every single time we go to the quicksand for a quest, there's a shitload of people here. Um, and that was back in, uh, I think that would have been 2.2, 2, 
So I guess that does predate your uh, 2.3 uh, hypothesis. But well, I mean, we also played during peak hours. And so it may not have been the same case that it is now where if maintenance is over for 15 minutes, there's people RPing in the quicksand. Like even on patch day, even on a patch day, <laughs> there's people RPing in the quicksand. What are you doing? So I realize this is a whole lot of information to take in. We've discussed a lot of things about walk-up culture, about the amount of people and, and really the amount of activities that goes on in Baomong. But the big overarching thread here that we'd like to talk about is it's really developed its own culture. Whether or not you are role-playing in a specific moment, there's a lot of role-play that's really ingrained in the core of Baomongian society. Is that a, a good word to describe it? Baumungian? Baumungite? So what this means is it's very, very easy to find people to roleplay with. Person to person or maybe through a more official group like an FC or a link shell or anything like that. Yeah. And it's been really interesting to hear people say that Gilgamesh used to be a decent place for RP because that is just not what I found today. Like I said, I, I like the community, but I had this feeling that it was minuscule compared to what I found in Balmung. Just to give you an idea, if you look at the calendar on Gilgamesh-RP.com, you'll find three or four events a week rather than three or four events in the next six hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've gone to some weekly bar nights and things like that, but the events are few and far between. And even though I don't think this number is exact, I've tried to count the number of roleplay dedicated FCs that I've come across, and I counted 12. Wow. For all of Gilgamesh, all 15,000 people. Yeah, we're on, on a place like Lich. You know, as far as I know, there are FCs that allow roleplay who are completely fine and supportive of role players within their FC. But as far as I know, the only dedicated role play FC that I can think of is, is the one that ours? we're in. Yeah, it's <laughs> us. <laughs> and, that, and that's pretty astounding. So it means that if anyone's really serious about in-game RP, Balmung is the best option, but it's also kind of the only option. Sure thing. We will go into some of the downsides among the ones we've mentioned before, but... What else do we love and like about Balmung? The economy. Oh yeah. gosh, the economy is the economy makes it great for people that it, it really is uh, conducive for and helpful for people that uh, just make like okay, I want an alt that's level two. Um, so I I want to wear not just the default here in gear or the Alice in gear or whatever. So like you have that problem of well I like. All the level one RP gear is usually expensive, but like on Balmung, uh, just comparing to Diablos and Zolera, which are two other servers I've seen, the prices for gear are ridiculously low compared to that stuff because you have so many crafters and you have so many people selling things. And because you have that, prices are much more competitive and it's impossible for anyone to get a monopoly on anything that people want in a big way, um, which again, facilitates that situation of people making tons and tons and tons of vaults. Wow, yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about the economy as a whole, um, but I think it is sort of important to remember that sort of hand in hand with that economy, you have a giant population of people. One of the reasons historically that the economy is the way that it is is because it's a legacy server. People have been playing on it since quite literally the beginning of Final Fantasy XIV time. And so when people brought their wealth over and they, you know, splurged and sold and, you know, undercut ruthlessly, we had incidents where people brought in their new money but also when they transferred, they found the um, economy to be much lower because it was already established, lower in the sense that things were cheaper, especially. Um, and so with that in mind, we can see the economy as sort of a microcosm of the entire population being so big. If I opened up, for example, any sort of materia and saw who was frequently buying, I'd not only see familiar faces, but I'd also see lots of people involved in this buying and selling in this trade. And so it just kind of goes to show that the humongous population not only helps you monetarily, 
but it also opens up plenty of avenues for social social communication and connection with types of people. And well, I mean, make a lot of money. That's for sure. Uh, another another great strength of Baomong, in my opinion, is like when you're talking about the size of different social groups and how you interact with them. If you're on a server where there's maybe 50 people that RP, period, and you have some kind of falling out with that group or there's some kind of drama that pops up or there's a problem, you don't have anyone else. You don't have options. But like on Baomong, if you have you have this abundance of people that RP. And so it's really like the solution to that problem is you don't have to transfer the server. You never have to flee Balmung because it's so easy to just blacklist people you don't want to deal with and just ignore them if they're at an event that you want to be at because it's not like they're going to be five people at the event and they're half of them, you know? So it's that it's that great <laughs> thing of because the server is so big, you never, like once you're on Balmung, you never have to leave. Nobody escapes. Nobody escapes Balmung. But the thing is, like, there's such a variety of people on there, too. So if you want to roleplay with a certain type of person, you'll probably find them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it kind of it goes both ways. If it's a bad experience, then you can find somebody else. And if it's a good experience, hey, there might be even more people like that. Yeah, and, like, you, uh, you definitely see that with uh, how a bunch of different internet communities outside the game all interact on Balmung. Like, I know that... Uh, on Tumblr, the Balmung scene just on Tumblr is massive. Oh, yeah. I probably RP on Tumblr more than in-game. And like 95% of the blogs I follow are Balmung people. <laughs> like, I almost feel left out a lot of the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I should RP more with my Balmung character, you know? I mean, that's how uh, Brohamet started. <laughs> I, yeah, I started with an alt on Balmung, and then I ended up transferring my name. Wow, I've really enjoyed hearing all this stuff from these Balmung natives, and it's just, it's so much richer than even I thought before. It's like the biggest advantages from all the stuff that we talk about, if I can summarize, are one, the culture, two, the level of activity, and three, the size. Just how much is going on with how many people that it's like traveling around Times Square in a big city. Totally Broadway. <laughs> totally the entire yes. It's a happening place to be, that's for sure. But there are some problems. Although we yeah. are running out of time, so we're going to go and save that for another day. There are certain cons to being on Balmung, and they may not be the ones that unacquainted listeners think of first. There are some stereotypes for sure, <laughs> but we're going to get to the bottom of this. And we're also going to discuss what we as a community can do to mitigate these problems. You'll have to tune in to our next episode to find that out. But for now, this is nearing the end of our episode. So, at the end of every episode, we enjoy telling a story about something that is Final Fantasy XIV related, in-game or sometimes even out-of-game, that has happened fairly recently. And because we have so many people on here today, we're going to try and do a speed round of this. So, if you could, we'll do maybe three people have stories and then the next two people can do it for the next episode, but keep your story to three sentences or less. Like a haiku. Damn. Oh, man, I didn't damn. Oh, man, if we could do this in haiku form, that would be tough. <laughs> no, thank you. We need advanced prep for that. I, I'm sorry. I can't just make a haiku. I can't just do that. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. So here's my, here's my story in haiku form. Was in Scoot's Cake Shop. Someone came in and bought cake. They were muffins. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you pulled it off. Yeah, it was on the fly. But here's here's the shortened version of it. Um, my main character, Scoot Patoot, had his first guest come over to the cake shop, which is located in the room in his FC house. So he was very excited to sell muffins to this guy and helped Scoot save up for a house. So that was a lot of fun just to, to act out. Now, if we're going the haiku route, I did write up a little one. 
<clears throat> thought just asked, now? Yes, yes, just now. <laughs> thought asked was easy. Voidark did not very much like my spread spire. <laughs> they vote abandoned right afterward. I felt really bad. Oh no. Never thought I'd see a vote abandoned for that, but you know, you learn something new every day. You put Spire on the whole party? We were walking to Choo Choo Train or whatever the hell her name is. <laughs> and and I had no idea what I was doing. And I'm setting my hotbars as we're going, and I'm like, okay, I just drew a spire. I'm gonna hit the fuck! I had an expanded royal road. It's fine though, no one's gonna notice. The boat abandon symbol sign, whatever the fuck you call it, appeared immediately. And someone said into Alliance chat, what? But I knew. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> so if, if I can hop in on this for the third one, um, we uh, do, Brahamit and I, we do RP on the street in Old Awe when we get terribly bored and have good ideas. And uh, we actually manage to... Or bad ideas. Or terrible ideas, yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, with us, it's the same thing. I mean, we run we run the crucible. <laughs> there is no There is no good here. Um, but we, uh, managed to, in, in the course of asking the dumb question of, is it better to just murder things with a sword or explode them with magic? Um, we accidentally, uh, hired a new maid. So fantastic. <laughs> All right. The things that happen on the streets of Old <laughs> True. As discussed on the show. <laughs> so that's three. We'll do the other two stories next episode. Yeah, stay tuned so you can hear it. <laughs> yeah. But for now, if you want to hear more of MuseCast 14, you can subscribe, share, and follow us on all of our social media outlets. We are on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. And you can find us on our website at musecastxiv.com. We also have a Facebook page, which name there is the same musecast xiv or follow us on twitter at musecast xiv and if you like what you heard and you want to support us a little bit with some money hey. you can you can give us a donation either through paypal or patreon and you can find both of those on our webpage. so check those out yeah if you head to musecast xiv and scroll down on the right sidebar you'll find a big shiny or not really shiny just metaphorically shiny buttons i forgot to put the shiny graphic on them after we made that joke one time <laughs> oh we should put some sparkles on them or something right yeah an animated gif but in all seriousness we do have bills we have equipment we have software that we use and we put a lot of time and care into our show because we really really care about it so if you really really enjoy the fruits of our labor just buy us a coffee or two can I hop in here? Yeah. Um, as a fellow content creator, we ourselves have a Patreon, not to piggyback off of you guys, but um, every dollar goes a long way. It's one less dollar that you know the content creator themselves has to pour into this labor of love that we put out. So we support um, Musecast on Patreon because we love what you guys do, and the listeners sh- should totally do it as well. We are the best example to follow, guys. Like, c- come on. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. if the content itself that they create might not always be the truth. Hey, hey. It's alternative facts. Listen. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man. No, don't associate that with us. Come on, man. That's not cool. That's not fair. Okay. We deserve... Okay. We're not that bad. All we do is accuse people of being vampires. We'll say this, you shape facts. <laughs> you shape them. Listen, yeah. listen, we don't we slander anyone. And substitute our own. You shape them like the culture that you create. Well, we don't slander anyone. We have never committed slander, okay? That that is factual. Oh, wait, wait, because slander is spoken. Yeah, it's not slander if it's written. And libel is <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more of this wonderful not slander? (laughs) Well, we have a uh, Tumblr page where we post the majority of our content. uh, Well, all of our content. uh, And that is uh, thecrucibleffxiv.tumblr.com. We have articles that go up every Monday and Friday. We have 
some extra things, some classified ads, which you're welcome to submit, uh, letters to the editor, which you're welcome to ask. Uh, we post those when we get them. Um, and we have a Patreon and a Twitter. The Twitter is mostly for yelling at people and making asses of ourselves and doing in-character <laughs> tweets sometimes. And the Patreon is so that we can offset the costs of running the tabloid to some extent, as well as the third account that we may or may not have. I, I cannot confirm that we have a uh, account that is just for the Crucible characters because... I mean, that's just, that's just a rumor. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I would be remiss in saying that that was a fact. Okay. The Patreon yeah, it might be slander. It might be slander. The Patreon is at uh, patreon.com slash the crucible FFXIV. And the Twitter is twitter.com slash crucible FFXIV. We did not put the V in there because it was too long. Twitter's damned character limits. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually don't have a whole lot of uh, social media presence right now, but you can find me on Reddit as Knight of Winds, uh, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And uh, you can also find me in game as Kyria Highwind of Kane fame on Balmung. Can you spell those for us? Yep. That's K Y R I A Highwind, H I G H W I N D. Yeah, most people know that, but your Reddit username is Knight as in K N I G H T. Yep, Knight of and then wins as in what blows. Hey. Hey. <laughs> wow. Thank you again so much for sharing with us and our listeners all these fantastic insights. And we had so much to say in true Musecast style that we're going to have to save some for the next episode. So I do hope you'll join us again for Bombung Part two of two or three i don't know <laughs> we'll see when we get there we don't know how long this is yeah going thanks for joining us listeners we'll see you next time yep see you next time you're welcome <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to musecast 14 tune in next time when we'll be discussing the perks and pitfalls of Balmung part two happy adventuring and may you ever walk in the light of the crystal <laughs>